0: Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I am Kim, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays that feature African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our community. So thank you for tuning in, and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to highlight the movie Monster. It follows the story of Stephen, who was allegedly a part of a robbery that led to a murder, and he's on trial, and he has been characterized as a monster. It is my pleasure to have young men come on my show and talk about Monster just to get their take on it. We have Jamar Gillespie, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Gillespie. Gillespie. Jamar Gillespie, Amir Allen, and Livingston Steele. So we're gonna start with Jamar. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, yes, um, right now I am currently a customer service rep, as you would say, for the uh, city of North. But um, in my leisure time, I'm a creative writer. Uh, I've written plays uh, in my spare time, uh, just a hobby of mine. Uh, I love movies. Um, uh, Hip hop, of course, and uh, just overall conversationalist and podcaster. We got kids podcast on YouTube. Me and my wife.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. After we have this discussion, you have to tell our audience a little bit more about that. And then we have Amir Allen. Amir, you want to tell our audience about yourself?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not as exciting um, as my my previous presenter, but. Uh, my name is Amir Allen. I am a program manager for a large tech company, uh, father of two based here in North, New Jersey. Um, and in my leisure time, I probably just am a movie buff, right? Uh, but, but otherwise nothing special about me. Thanks for having me,
3: Kim.
0: No, you are special. You all are special. <laughs> and Livingston, tell our audience about you.
3: Thanks for having me again, Kim. I really appreciate it. Um, and it's great hearing about you guys too. Uh, it's dope that we all from North because I'm from North too. Um, I'm a Newark, New Jersey actor, model, filmmaker. I work consistently on, and a writer as well. So I'm, I've been writing and working on a film web series called The Fairy of Brick City Music. Uh, I released it in the last couple months, and I've been getting a lot of traction on pushing it. I even received a grant to continue doing it. So I'm going to be working on continuing that uh, web series as a film and continue acting and modeling.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Okay, so let's jump into the film. Let's start off by talking about Stephen's character and your perspective or how you felt by, about the white prosecutor characterizing him as a monster. Let's start with Livingston.
3: Ah, uh, Unfortunately, it was something that was you come across it all the time. So I felt numb to it. We did come from a good family. It didn't really matter where he came from. It was just the color of his skin and he was automatically a monster.
0: Amir, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I, I have to echo
2: kind of Livingston's sentiment. Um, to be honest with you, right? Like you've almost become desensitized to it. But I think if you if you just look at our society and um, kind of the way you know black people are portrayed in in a lot of instances uh if you just take this courtroom instance right like um the language that's used and kind of the the way we are kind of seen as monsters and or dangerous um you know even before we're accused and or you know uh, found guilty of anything is is probably the most concerning
0: um but
2: I but I think I see a lot of kind of like myself and my peers in that character like People who come from uh, good good families, good homes, uh, probably not necessarily in the greatest of cities and or situations, um, but in in theory, right? Like I'm sure we've been considered or portrayed this way uh, in someone's eyes, you know, once or, or multiple times. So it's it's probably something that we're desensitized to at this point. But I could definitely relate. Mm, yeah. What about you, Jamar?
1: Uh, yeah, just like uh, Amir and Lewisman said, I totally agree. Um, it's it's just a uh, it's a stigma that was given to us unnecessarily, and you know that's just how it's always been throughout our history in this country. Is just any young black male, black men in general, we are gonna be perceived dangerous and savage, regardless of where we come from. Um, and unfortunately, that's just something that's probably not gonna change. Anytime soon, still to this present day, because we still have to face the same issues, regardless whether it's the courtroom, the street, the office. Uh, you're gonna face that problem of being looked at and labeled before you're even before you even get to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that leads me to my next question. What role do you think the media has in portraying our men as monsters? I'll start with you, Jamar.
1: Well. Uh, Me being a history buff, uh, so I know from things that I've read and um, the way I was raised, my father and my grandfather's on both sides, my mother's father and my father's father, they always told me, you know, the stories that they went through as youngsters and growing up and how, you know, the media has always been used as propaganda against Black men and even Black women, you know, Black people in general in our society, Uh, whether it's newspaper, whether it's Uh, TV now, radio, um, just like in the time, in the era when I'm pretty sure the movie was based, it's more modernized now, but in the book, which the movie was based off, this was like the early nineties. This was fresh off of The Central Park Five. Trump used the newspapers to to smear these young men without even knowing the truth. And, um, you know, it's just sad that mm-hmm. we grow up, up with this, our parents grew up with this, our grandparents. This is something that's been throughout our existence in this country, once again, because whatever form of media has always played into that portrayal of fear. We have to fear these Black people. We have to fear this Black man. We don't know what they're capable of. This negative narrative has been put on us unnecessarily, and it's what sells papers? It's what sells radio. It's what sells TV shows.
0: Amir, what do you think about media's role in portraying our our men as monsters? Um, so I'll I'll kind of broaden it a
2: little bit. I think if you just look at bra- black and brown people in general, um, and then we can compare that to our our white counterparts. Uh, it's 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 a total different world, right? So if you just, I'll take most recently uh, the incident that happened in Atlanta with the um the the Asian um uh, massage parlor the the the, the deputy said uh, he had a bad day, right? Um, and so I think when you look at um, us as compared to them, right, we get, uh, there was a study done back in like 2018, and it showed that uh, black people, um, black and brown people were 90% more likely uh, to be met with less sympathetic language in media uh, as compared to kind of like their white counterparts. And so media and in most things are like it's a tool right it is a tool to reach masses it's a tool to push an agenda whatever that is um and so I, i think like it's just in general looking at the media and media and kind of allowing folks to develop these conscious or unconscious biases uh you see it in the language that's used so i think it drives it kind of continues to drive that agenda of um less than human um or you know not not a person and so that allows, folk, that allows people, right, uh, even considering language from slave times, right, um, if you make someone less than human, uh, then it's very easy to either subjugate them um, or, or drive agendas that um, put, continue to kind of push the powers that be. Uh, so, so just it, it in general, to kind of like t- tidy it up a bit, I think the media is another tool uh, that could be used in positive light or negative, right, and so What I love about uh, shows and and where we're represented, specifically um, even your program here, right, it gives us the opportunity to kind of change the narrative that we continuously see pushed by mainstream media. Uh, And that's why representation is so important. Mm,
0: I agree. I agree. What about you,
3: Levinson? So when you're
0: talking about media, you're talking about film, you're talking about
3: television, you're talking about radio stations, you're talking about visual media. watching the movie again and comparing to so what you consistently see um, it's interesting because his particular character was well dressed he was one of the, the one of the good kids if you will um, I see that sometimes in our, even in our media the good kids no matter what you they find a way to put even if they went to school wouldn't get them, they got their masters there's also a DUI picture or picture of them drunk somewhere or picture um, them in a degrading light to take away from how well dressed or just um, accomplished they may be. So you realize that doesn't really mean much. So it again, when you see into the media now thinking more about it, it, it it's always taking away from a black man more so than uplifting him. Um, if I was to think now as you talk about Central Park and now talking about what last year, 2020, with the the, the man that was walking a, a dog, the bird watcher, um, and the woman actually called the cops on him. And the only reason why he didn't go to jail and it was much more like detrimental to him was because of how well-dressed he was. Um, and I mean, by that, he, he was in multiple different um, societies. He, I, I believe he was Greek. I believe he, he had multiple different types of degrees from Harvard. Um, and in this day and age, because everything of social media we can see, um, that was able to me, in my opinion, was able to save him by the same token, if it wasn't him, if that was another kid, just like in Monster, if that was an, any other person who didn't have um, the people that low, kind of, in that sense, cared about him or was able to show that ability of him, how many other kids was able that it wouldn't have ended the way it ended
0: in a in a positive light. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the characters in the movie. Uh, Asep Rocky. Am I saying his name? I mean, he has the dollar signs in it. It's called A$AP, he, A$AP Rocky. You know, yeah, I, I'm, oh, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway uh he played the character of king uh the person that steven kind of gravitated towards and kind of influenced him tell us what you thought about his character let's start with Amir this time
2: um so this this is funny actually because i i would consider king like a good dude right like if if i was just talking about it uh kind of with my friends i would be like king's just a good dude right um but he presents that like dichotomy of like a, a good dude who's probably not necessarily in the best situation. Um, and so he kind of becomes a product of, of, you know, where his environment is and what he needs to do to survive. Um, but like, like even just looking in the movie, I'm like, man, this is like, he's a kid that's from the neighborhood, but like he's not really from the neighborhood. And King is a guy who's like, he's like really from here uh, is how I would describe it. And so their, you know, their relationship is one. And he's like presenting Steven with kind of like, this is what my reality is. You know, you walk up and down this street, all the time, and, like, you see this guy sitting on the corner, like, like, why does he want to sit there, um, and he starts to challenge, I think what's interesting is King's character challenges what Steven's reality is, um, same neighborhood, totally different worlds, uh, so I I say he's a good dude, uh, partly because I'm, like, you know, he, he gave him, he's, like, this is what the real world looks like outside of, kind of, your lens, right, and it's awesome because it's a movie, and everything is perspective. Also being like a history major, uh, perspective really tells a story. So King's like perspective um, is something that you start to see change the way Stephen films or kind of like looks at things. I didn't think he was the, the worst character. I think he's like, he's like an anti-hero, right? Like he's not really a hero, but he's not, a, he's not a villain, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he serves a purpose and he's, you know, he's a, a, a representation of you know, a ton of people out there who aren't necessarily bad people. They're just products of of their environments in some cases.
0: Wow, that's an interesting interesting perspective. What about you, Jamar? What's your thoughts on the King character?
1: Uh, well, first, I would like to say um, Asap Rocky played that part perfectly. Um, a lot of people probably would expect him to be more of the like, uh, you know, because he's very fashionable. He's very relatable to the other side of our culture that's accepted by other people other you know i don't want to say just white people but other people especially in the fashion world so his character probably scared some people like oh wow i would never think that asap rocky could take it to that place but understand that where he's from we interact with those people every day so in Steven's case like like amir said Steven's not from that world even though they're from the same neighborhood so he didn't expect that character switch to happen but you know For a guy like me, and I can even, I I know for sure, mir and Livingston probably seen this before, like we know that guy personally. So it is like the anti-hero thing. Like it's like, dang, like you're not a bad guy. I know you're not a bad guy, but the circumstances that you're in causes you to switch on me for a moment. It might not even be because of necessarily you yourself, but the situation you're in, you have to be like, okay, I'm gonna do this with my boy. So at the end of the day, you' supposed to be my boy. You can help me out. I'm not gonna. It ain't gonna hurt you. I'm not telling you to rob nobody with me, but I'm just telling you to, you know, do me this favor real quick.
0: Livingston
3: King isn't a bad person. He is doing what he has to do to survive. But the only way he knows, because of his environment. But when you go to a wider spectrum, that's where it becomes very um, uncomfortable, particularly for me, or for uh, I would assume for most black people that could identify because another person that's not from our neighborhood and not from this um, understanding would just assume that he was a bad person. He should be written off and you should, he was, it was good that he went to jail and felt no remorse. And I felt remorse for everybody in the <laughs> whole movie because this is like, you You knew every single person that there was something in their lives that led them to that point that was unfortunate and unfair, um, particularly as a black person. So like, is King a bad person?
0: Uh, it's, it's 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 complicated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with that, those points being made, what was your feeling about Bobo's character? Ah, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobo, um, you knew that kid, you Knew that kid, um, you knew that kid that just messed with people for no reason. And again, a product of his environment, like he doesn't know any better. He, to you, really, you're, uh, you don't, he doesn't even understand how you think. Um, but that's not his fault. How everything turned out and how his character even played the part, it, it, it's unfortunate, but it's just, it, it's a, it's a product of your environment. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that's all I can say with, with Bobo.
0: Okay, very nicely said. <laughs> what about you, Jamar? what you think about Bobo?
1: Yeah, same sentiment. I don't, him as a a villain you know like he's just that guy like he's the guy that he is who he is like his demeanor is exactly who his character is there's no you know it's no art to it it's what you see is what you get you know what i mean it's like you want a bodyguard here's your bodyguard you want a killer here's your killer it's not like he's not the guy that you're looking to for substance to a degree, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to call Bobo and go, hey, Bobo, let's talk about world peace. You know, like, let's talk about, you know, how to how to cure uh, AIDS or, you know, let's let's figure out how to get the community together, brother. Like, no, that's Bobo is that guy that, you know, <laughs> you're calling Bobo for one reason and one reason only. It's that interaction yeah. is very minimal <laughs> at, at best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I see you over there laughing, Amir. What's your? What do you think about Bobo? <laughs> so, uh,
2: I'm I'm laughing because I I I think I think they hit the nail on the head. Uh, he is what he is, right? Like um, I I think what's what's funny is like even you can see in the courtroom the relationship between him and King, who's supposed to be his cousin. He's like, listen, we we were cousins before, and like now we just are what we are. Um, so I I just thought it was funny that like you know I. I'll personally say, you guys may know that dude. I don't necessarily know that dude because I probably avoid him, but yeah,
1: I, I,
0: clearly, clearly he exists. They exist.
1: I don't, I don't want to pull any cards, but okay, Amir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no,
0: no, we're not giving up people's dirt today. <laughs> I felt like this film touched on a lot of emotions for me. I mean, you know, from the parents and their frustration of not being able to do more for their son, um, from him being really a good kid, being in the wrong place. Um, ASAP Rocky's character King, you know, he was like, you guys said, he's that guy. He's not really a bad guy. You know, he even referred to Steven as beloved, you know what I'm saying? So you know, when I say that, uh, what were some of the emotional scenes for you? Was there any particular scene in there that really kind of pulled at your heartstrings or really had some kind of emotional reaction? Let's start with Jamar. One scene that got
1: to me was the scene where he's sitting with his mom and he's in prison and she's trying to tell him to pray. And it, it hit me only because I just it's a a whirlwind of emotion, you know, he's he's in an environment he's definitely not comfortable in, she's in an environment she's definitely not comfortable in and never thought she would be in. And it's like, you know, they were absent from religion to a degree where it seems like they just lived in this world where it's like, hey, we have this, we have that. So we're not even thinking about, you know, praying or anything of that nature. And then it's like, in this moment of need, of this desperate need, this is where we go. You know this is it's like it's it's a deeper meaning to me only because it seems like you know in in most black film black uh black entertainment it's like we get that same notion of like when everything's good it's good you know when everything's good in life we're not even thinking about you know how bad something can get and then it's like when it's at the very very end we're hanging on by the thinnest thread. we go to god and go you know please help me, you know, so it hit me like, wow, like, you know, how many times have I neglected my own spirituality, because everything's good, you know what I'm saying, and and hopefully, you know, I don't do this to my own child, like, if I'm going to be a spiritual person, I want my child to grow into their spirituality as well, and don't just seek spirituality, or a connection to your spirituality, when it's just so bad, you know, let's, let's try to keep this in perspective at all times, that you know, that healing is there for you if you need it.
0: Wow. Amir, what about you? What scene really kind of had you emotional? Yeah, I think,
2: so what's interesting is that, like, mine is probably one that, that, um, it's it's probably not truly emotional, but it's the scene where they're sitting in the park with the old man, and they're, like, playing chess, um, and, and they're just kind of hanging out, and, and, you know, he's talking about trust, and they they start to get into the story about, like, trust, and, like, um, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. And the old man kind of tells this story. He's like, you know, the guy's climbing, he's riding the tiger. The tiger's like, get on my back. Like, we'll ride to the top of the mountain. Um, and then they get to the top of the mountain and the man is gone. And he's like, they're all confused. They're like, what do you mean? Like, the man is gone. He's like, yeah, the tiger ate him, right? And I think it's 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 kind of that story of like, you know, there's like, yeah, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. But like, in some things, it's just it's just people's nature. Um, and I think making that connection back to to kind of like, uh, ASAP's character was like, it, it was just his nature. Uh, and so emotional in a sense of like, I, I can relate to that more than I can relate to some of the other parts of the story because it's just like, you know, you, you, can't, you can't fight human nature. Livingston?
3: A lot of the courtrooms were emotional because it showed you the different worlds from when you're home and then how the courtroom and how people sees you and perceives you. And that's when you see the real relationships that you have with people when you are tested
0: so in this movie I thought everybody's performance was outstanding tell me who you thought really surprised you or really had a phenomenal performance in this movie Livingston the actor we're going to start with you
3: (laughs) Uh, John David Washington I it took me I was like wow (laughs) wow he is he is not this this is not him as a person I don't know him personally but this this is a transformation and like, Bobo was so many different people I saw, but he, he had so many different layers that I just not, I did not see that from him.
0: What about you, Jamar? What did you think? Who did you think had an outstanding performance in the movie?
1: I was going to try to go a different route, but I feel the same way as Livingston. Like, I honest, this is, this is no joke. I've seen David watched John uh, in a lot of different movies. I didn't know that was him until the credits roll. I, I was like, I saw the name, I'm like, John David Washington, I'm like, that's, that's not him. I go on IMDb, I'm like, wait a minute, he played Bobo? What about you, Amir? I'm going to yield
2: because I was actually going to go with ASAP's character. Um, so I, I'm going to pass on this one because I, I agree exactly with what they said. I think just the performances from uh, both of those individuals um, are things that I've not seen come from either, right? Specifically John David Washington, right? Like I look at him, I look at him in ballers, right? And it's a totally different person. Um, so I, I'm going to yield because I think they, they covered it perfectly.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're running out of time, but I did want to circle back to Jamar and, um, Livingston, um, to just talk a little bit about your projects and let our audience know where they can see the Theory of Brick City Music and Jamar, where they could find your podcast. So Livingston, why don't you go first?
3: Uh, you can find the Theory Brixie music everywhere on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, episode two is out now, and
1: episode three will be out this summer.
0: Yeah. Okay, Jamar. What about you? Tell us about your podcast and where people can find it.
1: Yes, uh, you can follow us on YouTube. Just type in "We Got Kids" podcast. We Got Kids uh, with the S at the end, no Z. Um, and you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram. We Got Kids is the Instagram page as well. We go live on the Instagram page where we record every Sunday at 8 p.m.
0: Awesome, awesome. Amir, you wanna plug any product? You got kids? I got nothing, (laughs) I got nothing. I'd like to thank again our guests, Amir Allen, Jamar Gillespie and Livingston Steele. Thank you for giving us your insight and your perspective on the movie Monster that can be seen now on Netflix. Thank you audience for tuning in and until next week, consider yourself blacklit.